Natalie told you that yesterday she and Amanda and I were in DC with a bunch of mostly women, maybe 70 or 75 people. Some of them were Jewish, some of them were Christian, some of them were Muslim, some of them were Buddhist, some of them were atheist and some agnostic, but they all were gathered together in the name of love because they believe in love, because they have faith in love. It was what we like to call an ethical spectacle designed to call attention to the 49th birthday of Roe v. Wade, this legislation that made it legal for a woman or anyone giving birth to choose to terminate their pregnancy in a legal and safe way. The liturgy was awesome sauce. I mean, beautiful, gorgeous church. We processed to the courthouse. We um, stood in together in a group dancing to I'm Every Woman and all kinds of other R&B songs. We chanted, we chanted the the, the prayers of the people, if you will. Uh, my body, my choice, my body, my choice. Whose body? My body. Ain't gonna let nobody turn us around. We had gospel singing and we had a flash dance, a beautiful choreographed dance piece to an anthem for the reproductive movement. It was sexy and it was hot and we rolled our bodies and we marched to the music with our fists in the air or with peace songs in the air, demonstrating with our very bodies the call on our lives to work for liberty and to work for justice. It was so incredibly moving. Absolutely all of it felt to me like a prayer, like God's spirit was in the chanting and in the singing our voices were hoarse, but our bodies were alive. It was freezing outside, but we were layered and in uh, green chartreuse and emerald green liturgical wear. And we were warmed by the companionship we had with one another and our determination to keep speaking freedom into a world that seems to be a hot mess and ready to roll back all of the liberties and justices that we've been working on as a human community in this nation. Of course, next door to us were people who represented um, some folks who believed that abortion is a sin and you know, they, were, they were quite loud, but not as loud as we were. By the time we got to the place in the liturgy where I was to say a prayer, we had been worshiping and we had been praying and it felt like my prayer was just a punctuation. When Jesus read the scroll of Isaiah, he was in worship. They had been singing psalms and they had been saying the eight benedictions that were the custom of Jewish worship at that time. They had read other pieces of liturgy and Jesus had shared reading space with others in the community. No, no one leader, but just like our justice and loving movement now, many leaders, many leaders working on many aspects of this 
love and justice movement to, to make our democracy loving and peace-filled maybe for the first time. People like William Barber and, and Elizabeth Theo Harris at the Poor People's Campaign, um, the, the Black Voters Matter movement, uh, the, repro the reproductive rights movement, all kinds of liturgists, if you will, were also in the synagogue with Jesus in worship, reading from the text of Isaiah. But the way Luke tells it, fulfilling his call, his mission, his call to, to repair the, the world, his, his authorized role in this movement that is a millennia long, two millennia long, of God making the world the way God intends it to be. And Luke wants us to know, if we listen carefully, that Jesus isn't alone. Not only are there other liturgists, not only are there other readers, if you will, or participants, but the Spirit of God is present with Jesus all along this, this ministry, all along this work, all along this movement. It's the same Spirit of God that hovered at the deep of creation the same spirit of God that blew a firmament between the heaven and the earth, the same spirit of God that, that inspired judges and kings and prophets to teach us how to be the people of God, the same spirit of God that had animated the ha'adam, the human one, the same spirit of God that had hovered over Mary, Jesus' mother, to, to partner with her in the, in the bringing forth of this child that would heal the world. It was the same spirit of God that comforted her in childbirth, the same spirit of God that descended on Jesus in the form of a dove to say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. It was the same spirit of God that was in the voice of Shannon today and Kaylin today and Natalie today and in Tina today and in all of our singing today because we can't sing without spirit, the same spirit of God that moved with us on the streets yesterday as we marched for justice and moved with King and John Lewis and Coretta as they moved across the Pettus Memorial Bridge. And it's the same spirit of God that moves the people down Fifth Avenue when it's Pride Sunday because all of us are marching for justice, all of us participating in Jesus's call to ministry. the spirit of God anointing Jesus at his baptism, preparing him for the work that he was called to do. The spirit of God meeting us here, even in our digital sanctuary to inspire us that we have had ancestors who've gone before us, who know how to make a way out of no way, to enthuse us with, with lyrics of songs that remind us that we know how to rise up, that, that fill us with power and equip us for the long run because we are on a long run. We sang yesterday, song from the justice movement, from the, from the labor movement. I went down to the rich man's house and I took back what he stole from me. I took back my dignity. I took back my body. Make no mistake about it, the rich man, the Supreme Court, the rich white hegemonic 
nationalist movement that would roll us back to the so-called good old days when you and I did not matter, did not count, and weren't free. That hegemonic evil movement is in place, at work, dismantling our democracy and dismantling our freedoms. And we who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who are the living, breathing body of the Christ cannot rest. We who call God by many names, we who call God by love, creativity, and spirit, all of us are equipped by spirit in this moment, in this time, to push back against the powers and the principalities that would disrupt not only reproductive rights, but voting rights, that would not only disrupt reproductive rights and voting rights, but who would in fact entrap most Americans in poverty. We, we are anointed with spirit. The spirit of God is upon us to preach good news to the poor, to make sure that everyone has a living wage and is able to care for their children and to flourish in this nation, to preach liberty to the captives, those captive, yes, in the prison industrial complex, but also those captive to addiction and to oppression, to put sight into the eyes of the blind so that they can see the reign of God coming on earth and to proclaim a year of jubilee, no less than the reign of God right here, right now. This is my calling. This is the caller's calling. And this is your calling, middle family. More now than ever, this movement of reparations, this movement of reconciliation, this movement of repair is ours to shepherd even as we find ourselves in the wilderness, in the wildness, even as we find ourselves feeling like we don't know exactly what tomorrow is going to bring, we must know this, that the same spirit that comforts and accompanies Jesus is the same spirit that accompanies you and I, and she is not going to leave us without power, without inspiration, without enthusiasm without equipping us to do what she has called us to do. Some of us are feeling overwhelmed and some of us are thinking that we don't know what to do. And what I wanna tell you is we are called at least to pray. And what I mean by at least to pray, I mean in the quiet places in the morning when you wake up to begin your day, asking God to order your steps in her word. I mean, when you're on your walk or in the yoga studio or having your cup of coffee to meditate upon what it is that God is trying to bring to fruit in the world so that you can be a part of the fruition making. And I mean praying with your activism. Our voters reform group needs your help and support. The work that we do on behalf of queer folks and black folks and children and poor folks needs your support. I'm saying your whole life is a testimony to who God is. And I'm saying our whole life is a prayer. 
By the time I was called upon to punctuate yesterday's action with a prayer, we had been praying, y'all. And we are praying now. Yes, in our in our liturgical moment of prayer, but in our breathing and in our living and in our yearning and in our wrestling. Our lives are prayer to be in communion with the living Christ, to heal the world. Our plea for justice is a prayer.